I'm going to um, read a short introduction for our next three presenters, this wonderful triad of, uh, of, of trainers and executive directors that we are going to hear from next. Jonathan Bissell, who we've already introduced, um, oversees the corporate training solutions at the College of San Mateo and is executive director of community continuing and corporate education. He is an experienced leader, training expert, executive coach, and strategic thinker. Rayanne Yaniello is an award-winning trainer who has presented online workshops for over 10 years. She holds a master's degree in communication, two teaching credentials, a certificate in human resources management, and a master trainer certificate from NUMI, which is a Toyota affiliate. Claire Laughlin is a dynamic and engaging trainer and consultant who uses experiential and innovative methods to help teams and organizations achieve results. With every client, she seeks to build individual leadership potential, teach positive communication habits, and enhance trust among and between team members. We're thrilled to have the three of you back with us and um, I'll turn it over to the three of you now to deliver excellence online. Great. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Claire Laughlin, and I'm just going to get us started here with our uh, first part of our presentation. We are going to be talking about how to create this excellence online. Um, we've all been thrust into this new world, and it's really important for us to step right into this and make sure that we're uh, delivering excellent products. So let's move forward. Love this quote. Just wanted to start with this. A little fortune cookie wisdom uh, says a bend in the road is never fatal unless you fail to turn. And boy, have we had a bend in the road lately. <laughs> so um, the world has changed, right? There's been this huge bend in the road. And of course, there's more to come. Uh, we know this. There's a lot of instability and uncertainty. Uh, our clients are suffering. That's, that's true. And it's important to remember what they are going through. This situation is having a big financial impact on them and on us. And most of our businesses have been centered on live training in the past. And so we just want to make sure that we're helping, um, Everybody take this turn and know that this is uh, a new normal. This is, uh, I don't think the world as we knew it before all this is going to come back in the same way. So, so it's important for us to really be strategic and take advantage of this. So we always like to think uh, every time we plan a training, especially a little quick short one like today, about the big takeaway. And we like to stay focused on that. Today, we hope that after, as a result of this presentation, you're gonna be inspired and better prepared to use online methods as a strategic business advantage, not just as a temporary band-aid. Some people will jump into this and try to put some things together and will, and this is great, and I think moving forward and taking action is really, really important, but we just want you to think about this and the strategic business advantage that you can actually achieve in this, that this is actually an opportunity in a lot of ways. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about. In fact, we're going to talk about what is the business advantage. That's going to be my part. 
um, how to get started. It's easier than you think. And uh, Rianne's going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Jonathan's going to take over and talk about some simple technical tools that you can use to start immediately. And Rayanne, again, is then going to jump in with how to communicate with your clients right now to make sure that you've got a funnel um, of business getting started so, uh, so that contracts continue to come in. So here's my part. We're going to talk about what is the business advantage. And this is, I like this picture because when we talk about a turn in the road, this is like the up high view. This is the different perspective on how we can handle uh, this curvy road ahead. So here's the big takeaway, my friends. This is like the big reveal. And I like to think about this. Anything that is recorded can be used again and again and again. This right now is a tremendous opportunity to build content for now and the future. There is an ability to scale that comes from having recorded content that we simply don't have when we're delivering everything live, right? And, and we all know this in Contract Ed that, that there's this trading dollars for hours thing that we get that we run up against all the time. And it's a really interesting and difficult uh, thing to break out of sometimes if you're doing everything live. So we want to really be thinking about how we can record um, our our classes and our materials and how we can translate those materials so that we can really use this strategically moving forward. So again, I'll just reiterate this. It was said earlier, but this is a very condensed version of the uh, workshop that we did recently and you will have access to both recordings. So if you want more about the strategy, that's in the other um, recording and I do urge you to check that out if that's of interest to you. But Let's talk about building and repurposing your content. So again, if the big takeaway is that anything you record can be used again and again and again, let's think about how to build and repurpose your content that you've already been delivering for a long time to get a quick start and to get into this game as quick as you can. First off, translating course workbooks into what I call guides. So for example, you see here, there's a couple of pictures. One is called living your values and another is creating clear expectations and goals. So in both of these cases, I've taken these segments of classes that I was teaching in my leadership courses and I have created step-by-step self-directed guides out of these things. And now I'm using those guides. In my case, I'm giving away those guides as just free content for people. Um, but they can also be things that you can sell as add-ons to training or as standalones. So thinking about how you can take this material that you've already been teaching and you've already been developing and just, you know, with, with your expertise as an instructor or using your instructors as your partner, moving that stuff into self-standing guides that people can read and utilize. And that shouldn't be too hard if you're creating really good healthy course materials, which I know everyone is. So translating course workbooks into guides. Turning slide decks into screencasts. So down below, there was a picture that just populated as well. Um, I, I, I teach a lot of coaching courses. So just recently, I just went back to one of my coaching courses and I modified it, of course, for the current times, but I turned this coaching course into a live webinar 
coaching your employees through turbulent times. Um, in addition to that, I recorded the webinar and now the webinar is available for people. They can download it and, um, and it's just a giveaway that I'm doing right now because it's important for people to be thinking about these things. So, so recording your, taking your slide decks and using your voiceover and creating screencasts. Here's another one. I've taught several courses um, live. So this, <laughs> I mean, what you do is you, you, you create your setup and, and it does take some work. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> fool you and say it's like super simple, but basically record yourself teaching and create an on-demand course. So those two pictures that just came up is just like a screenshot from one of my products that I've created. I've created uh, five different online products now, one about interviewing, one about how to be an amazing trainer, one about building trust in the workplace, one about coaching, and one about how to participate in coaching as an employee. Those are all things that I'm selling to clients. Uh, because I recorded myself <laughs> teaching these classes. You got to get kind of creative doing that so it's not boring, but you record yourself teaching the classes and you find yourself a platform and you, you build it and you sell it. Another thing I've been doing lately, running it in, in virtual instructor-led meetings and then, and then turning that, that content and selling it to other folks as well. So as long as you're teaching it, you may as well turn it around and use it more than once. And then finally, you know, if you don't want to build content, completely understandable. Some of this is, is a little bit more challenging. Some of it's quite easy, but if you don't want to build content, you can always purchase content or do things like that we call affiliate partnerships. So, you know, for example, uh, the high trust workplace uh, course that I have, I have a partner in that and they pick up and sell that course and we share the profits on that. So, so there's ways that you can certainly purchase it or consider affiliates. And I know you got anybody who's got ed to go already has purchased content or they have affiliate partnerships basically because what you sell um, that's, you know, that's what I'm calling an affiliate partnership. So ed to go may call it something else, but that's an example of that. So those are all ways to build and repurpose your content. So right now I'm gonna ask you to go into the chat. And whoops, and I'm hoping that um, maybe Jonathan or Rand, if you guys could see the chat, that would be great. I'd love for one of you to take a look at that uh, while it's coming. But I'd like to know, just ask you, give me some input. Tell us one thing that you're doing live now that you think could be translated into online content in one of those ways that, uh, that I was just suggesting. Anybody have anything there? Jonathan or Rayanne, do you guys have access to the chat? Um, someone said uh, we've transferred our supervisory academy to online. Uh, I hmm. see project management training. I see advanced technology classes. Great. Excellent. Uh, a makerspace, trying to move a makerspace to a hybrid. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Emerging leaders program. Okay. Okay, I love it. I think those are, what, what great examples. It just shows me something I already knew, which is just that people are doing really wonderful, innovative, amazing things. And this is really important stuff. I also want to, I also see supply chain management Many of the courses, emerging leaders, communication, conflict management, and remote leader, remote worker. I saw that through Butte 
today. Remote workers and, and remote leaders. Fantastic. Okay, I want to ask you just if uh, out of those different things, are you doing screencasts? Are you doing virtual instructor led VILT training? Uh, maybe somebody could put that in the chat. What are you doing? Anybody doing video based courses? What do you got? Anything coming up there? VILT, virtual instructor led using Zoom. Great. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Go to webinar. Okay. Record and reuse VILT. Oh, good. Excellent. Okay. okay. Well, this is great. A, a whole community of experts here. I love it. Thank you so much. We're going to keep rolling here just to make sure we're at the end of the day. I want to keep everybody on time and rolling, but this is great. Thank you for sharing. Um, having a lot of experts in, in, in our community is a really wonderful thing. Um, I just wanted to put these samples in here. Obviously, you can't click these links right now, but um, I put some samples so that when you get the, the slide deck, you can click these links. I've got a participant guide that was turned into a downloadable value-added PDF. Um, I've got an example of a screencast webinar and for a description of a video-based on-demand course. So I just put some of those samples in there for people to take a look at if you're growing into this uh, arena and you want to look. I'm sure there's lots of samples in our community for people to share. Okay, bottom line here for my part. I just want to leave you with this. It's really important. I think this is such a great opportunity to serve your existing clients in new ways that are going to last and quite frankly can be even more effective for learners and can be exceptionally profitable. Um, yes, just yesterday I was talking with a group and I was saying about how this is really like the flipped classroom model when you think about things that people can learn on video and other things they can learn outside of the classroom time and then you can have Zoom or eventually live meetings where you come together and you, and you integrate the learning that people have done from those video courses. So I just hope that you're thinking now strategically and you're really thinking about what a great opportunity this is and really looking to seize the day. So now I am gonna hand it over to Rayanne about getting started. Hello and welcome. And wouldn't you know it, just as my part begins, the neighbor's dog starts going crazy. So I hope you can hear me wonderful <laughs> about Zoom. Now that we know that we're taking this road to a new place, let's get started. What could we be doing? We're going to start with the poll. What is your biggest challenge? And this is very interesting for all of us in contract education. What is your biggest hurdle in getting started? And go ahead and take that poll and see. I see also some things coming up on the chat. Is anybody using LinkedIn Learning? Maybe that's something that the rest of the group could respond to. I know Claire uses that. You also will get a copy of the slide, so we're, we, because of the time limit, we're not going to go back, but you'll get a copy of the PowerPoint presentations, presentation. All right. Nice. Go ahead and take that poll. What is the biggest hurdle? What's preventing you or challenging you from moving forward, taking that bend in the road? Okay. I know when we offered this survey the last time, the number one item was instructors that are ready to go live. So 
So that was very interesting. Oh, yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm not seeing uh, any, any responses yet. I think, Margaret, do you need, maybe she needs to close the poll. Oh, poll is not allowing us to submit. Huh. Oh, you got it. It's because you got to check every, every item, yes or no. Ah. Uh. So everybody knows you've got to check a yes or a no on each item there. And then you can hit the submit. So I'm seeing we still have 47 people on. And as of right now, I'm not seeing any responses. So, oops, what's happening? I'm going to go ahead and share the results. Okay, great. That's okay. And you can great. see them. Perfect. Thank you. You All have right. to end the poll and then share results, I believe. Okay, thank you, thank you. So we're seeing 77% do not have the technical know-how. 77% uh, are experiencing trouble translating the content. Ready trainers, 62%. These mm. are big numbers, okay? It's good that most of you have, oh, support from the college. We don't have the support from the college. That's kind of necessary technical equipment and some people just don't know well that's why we're here we don't know where to get started and we're going to give you some tips on that today this is an important poll for us to see let's remember that we're serving our existing customers it's much easier to keep a customer than it is to get a new one so how can we solve their problem many many ways Many of you are already doing this virtual instructor led training through zoom or through go to web or whatever other online platforms. Perhaps you're recording classes so that people can access that any time of day as Claire shared perhaps you're doing slide presentations with voiceovers some screen class lots of free software out there to do that. And one of the great ways you can make additional income is virtual coaching or mentoring after a training session one-on-one -on -one or through groups and i see on the chat that some people the biggest hurdle are prior to covid they were willing to do it and the training the trainers were on board and now maybe because of financial issues or other issues maybe not able to do this so definitely some hurdles Let's go ahead and look at some specific examples that Oops. I'd like to share with you. The first is uh, I, was, I did a presentation skills class that was live, which led to another contract for job aids that the company could post on their intranet site with samples of PowerPoint templates and just structures for making a sale, following up on a sale. And this also led to one-on-one -on -one coaching with each of the individuals in the training. Interesting enough, I just got off the phone this afternoon with the same client who wants to do another completely virtual session of the live training. So these are ways when you're following up, how's it going, what's happening, they've actually hired people since the last training, they wanna offer another. Another way that we can build is on offering feedback and coaching and our expertise 
we had a high tech company that asked us to do a pre and a post survey so that assessment so that they could determine their return on investment and actually be able to develop a bigger training program for their company to show that they were actually making results. And we developed these wonderful surveys, uh, these assessments where we were able to tailor the coursework and see just what impact it, the course had. And the third example, and these are obviously not an exhaustive list, but we are now offering a better business writing program through the college, five sessions, 90 minutes long, each session builds on each other, short, interactive. I'm using Google documents with before and after documents for each individual can submit a writing sample and I can show them this is what was written, this is how we would rewrite it, what's the impact, what's the power, how can we do this better? And that has been very well received when we've offered it through our professional development academy for the staff. We've already tried it. We know it works. Nice. So what's the bottom line? What can you take away with this? Remember, we are problem solvers for our clients. We need to work with them in this time to give them products and services that they need that they may not even realize they need or use. Give them tidbits, some samples as CLEAR does to give them a taste of what we have to offer and then tell them, here's what we could also do for you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they don't know what to do. Give them examples of what other companies are doing. And this often works. This is what I'm doing. Example for me, I'm getting a lot of calls for wellness topics now with the COVID. And I could go out to my clients and say, here are five different wellness topics. We could do them in an hour to 90 minutes. And at an affordable price, it works. Yeah, beautiful. Six 90-minute sessions. Yes, we have five 90-minute sessions for business writing. Basic, advanced grammar, report writing, and email. And I can send you an ad for that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna turn it on. Now that you know how to get started, I'm turning it over to Jonathan for some simple technical tools. Hi, everyone. Uh, you know, what a difference a few weeks make uh, makes when you think about how we approach the tools that we're using. Um, just a few weeks ago, when we did the full uh, hour-long version of this training, that toolbar looked a little bit mysterious to a lot of folks. And now, um, it doesn't look so mysterious, hopefully. Uh, we've all been engaged uh, with the Zoom platform. Uh, a couple of things to keep in mind. Uh, when I have my conversations with Google, uh, we use uh, Google uh, Hangouts, Google Meet. Um, I had a call a couple of days ago with uh, someone at Facebook, and they uh, wanted to use BlueJeans. And I had never used that before. Um, so I, I found myself wishing I had signed in a few minutes early because I had to quickly kind of download the, the software for that. And uh, there was no background to it. It was a new thing. And, you know, um, from what I've seen out there too and heard from Claire and others, uh, some companies are saying we want to um, work in Microsoft Teams. And so it's incumbent on us as we go forward to also become familiar with what are the kind of core um, service services out there that Sorry. <laughs> people want to access? What are the, the core tools? And the thing to keep in mind is that 
uh, just like with this toolbar you see in front of you, there are not that many tools um, that you really need to use. And it's all about engagement. Um, it's, it's tempting when we first start out in this environment to kind of either avoid them or uh, and just have this direct conversation or to overuse them simply for the thrill of having mastered them and wanting to try it out. And there's no harm in trying out a few things, but it's really about how are you focusing on the engagement um, first and foremost. So we had to think, even as we put this training together, both the long version and the short version, which tools do we use, which do we avoid? And I tell you, we really wanted to use the breakout rooms, but they're just for, <laughs> for that. Um, so some of the things that we've done in this uh, presentation already, um, just having all of these different elements, you know, from that toolbar, um, you know, really monitoring the chat. And that's where having more than one person on who can help facilitate that is really helpful. Um, when I've had to do a, a, a full virtual training by myself, I had three screens open so that I could see one was just what's happening in the chat and, and the videos for everyone else, and then my own presentation. Um, so some of the things that we didn't use, uh, if you could advance uh, to the next, uh, again, breakout rooms, annotation is a really powerful tool. I've seen Rayanne use it in some of her trainings. File share, those things have to be enabled in advance. The whiteboard feature, which could be used both in the main room and in the breakouts. Um, and uh, video share. Um, gallery view, again, it seems basic to a lot of us, but some people, when they get on, they just can't see what we're seeing. And so the experience is very different if we don't tell them upfront how to engage by utilizing that very simple function. So again, this is all about how do the tools facilitate that interactive learning experience that becomes very rich for them. Yeah. So Claire, I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, and I just wanted to add this one little uh, piece is that if you're actually building video-based products or, or something, you know, or, or products that can be used now and then again later, another way of getting a lot of engagement that really sparks it up is by including assessments in there like Rayanne was talking about. So maybe they get to an end of a lesson and they have to take a little quiz, right? And then that quiz, you can get prizes for that, or you can you can use the the completion of the quiz to unlock the next uh, thing or unlock a bonus when you finish everything. You can give badges at the end. Um, you can supplement your courses with live communities, like build a, a private community over in Facebook, for example, so that people can go in there and chat with their classmates about and grapple with issues, and you can give homework and all kinds of stuff. And then the last thing is like lives. You can, you can go live on Facebook for that community so that you can say, hey, look, something's coming up. Let's meet over in Facebook and I'm gonna just go live and we're gonna talk for 20 minutes about this, that, or the other thing. So the whole idea is to really stimulate people getting into the learning together and, and not thinking about this as a one-way type of experience, but really trying to get as close to the kind of engagement that you could get in a live classroom as possible. So that's some extra stuff to really think about because when people have that really highly engaged experience, they will come back for more. And if unfortunately, and I'll just say this and I'll wrap it up on this piece, but if people instead just kind of get this one way thing of like, here's your link, 
go watch the video, they're not going to they're not going to get as much out of it. And my fear with that is that your clients then will be like, well, nobody's really taking advantage of it. So let's not do this, you know? And so you really want to think in terms of how we can get maximum engagement for everything that you're doing so that your clients come back and they see the success that you can have with this. Oops. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. Um, so, you know, in the previous slide, we had seen that toolbar and then some of the other tools. Um, what you don't see right now behind, probably around Claire, and actually I have it set up now for me, oh. are there's some of like really affordable lighting systems that you can get set up yeah. uh, behind my chair. Right now I have, it's called web around, which is a green screen that attaches to my chair. Um, there's some simple kind of uh, things that are, not expensive at all that you can buy and we have links to those in this presentation and in the fuller version there are also links to different kind of equipment pieces that as you really move more seriously into this that you're going to want to want to invest in for your trainers that just create a little bit of a richer experience and help it look smoother from a technical perspective And I just want to add to those that last section is that in your settings in the lighting area, instead of the lighting or with the lighting, you can also go to your settings and say, touch up my appearance on Zoom. I don't know how many of you know oh, that, uh, but being a certain age, I look for every angle. All right. <laughs> and I want to say one more thing is that that use Google documents too, that you can go ahead and, and create a Google doc send it out in the chat box and the whole group can work on you can use it in breakout rooms as well so you get a real idea of of, of teamwork with so many different options right. we'll go ahead and go on to the next section so now that you know the technical capabilities that you'll need how can you communicate with your clients and we're going to give you a beautiful list of ways even how to say it what to say Speaking from a communication point of view, obviously we may have to use some persuasive techniques, use beautiful verbs that create an action. I always talk to attorneys and when they tell me when they do their final deliveries to, you know, to the jury, they paint a picture in people's minds. So you want to make sure that your client can see the training that they're going to get. They can see the return on investment. You're going to retain your wonderful workers. You're going to improve your process, saving time, energy, money. Be, be aware of the nouns and verbs you use to create your stories. And also, and I'll just jump in and say, the, you know, the, the things you see on your screen right now are really important, and you all know this, but we have to communicate for the current time. Mm -hmm. um, this is a way of making sure that we're not being tone deaf, <laughs> you know, talk about preserving and protecting and safeguarding and surviving and restoring and rebooting and things like that because that's what's on people's minds right now. So your old marketing needs to be updated for the current situation, of course. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you can do a little homework too to find out what do companies actually get in return for every hour of training, 
I did a little research and there's some there's a link here for you, but every dollar spent actually returns most companies anywhere from 22 to $33 an hour. And especially here in the Bay Area, I know that unemployment will be higher after you know the crisis. However, good talent is still very hard to find and I always tell my clients people are either growing or they're going. Let's <laughs> keep them growing through training. Mm -hmm. So some of us struggle with what exactly should we say? We are educators. We know how to deliver. We've been doing it for years. We know the value. We've worked with the Googles, the Facebooks, some of the best companies in the Bay Area have hired us for our expertise. We want to communicate our value and let them know we're not going anywhere. We're here. We're consistent. We provide value at a very affordable cost. In that vein, we have created this document for you that has many ways of communicating via email on your website some examples of language to use and in fact we actually sent out the link yesterday for the business writing class i sent it to my uh, individual clients and I, I had really great response to that so just let them know you're there even if they're not buying the training you're offering keep reminding them what you have to offer and eventually when they need something they'll come back to you So I'm going to turn it over to Claire to wrap this up and take your questions. Yeah. So in closing, everyone, I just you know want to say, I guess to summarize, you know, this is a really amazing opportunity that's here, and we want you to think in terms of this being a real strategic business advantage. Obviously, there's a lot of things that people are doing, and not that you're not doing this, but let me just once again let you know be a voice for making it as engaging um and interactive as possible so that people really understand the value here and that we can do this this is not temporary you know if the world continues like this we want people to look to us and say like okay you know they do a great job getting people engaged in this virtual environment so i think it's really important so at this point, I just want to open it up, say what questions or advice do you have? I know a lot of you guys have been doing all this. Um, you can unmute yourselves and jump in or we can monitor the chat and you can put some questions in the chat. Um, so questions or advice or one thing that you learned today that you'll put into action. What do you think? And I just want to jump in with one more piece of information i did get a call from a client who said could you help us move our existing training that we do in-house to an online environment and this might be something as well where there's really uh opportunities to profit the company already has the proprietary training they've been doing it for years live now they need to do it online what better way than to use our expertise to help them with this process? And that's again, very profitable. And we learn a lot from seeing what training that these companies are offering as well. Yeah, that's great. We've got one question in the chat um, from Karen. She says, what do you charge for your online training? Mm -hmm. And Karen, I, maybe we all have different answers for that, but, uh, and, and I'm sure lots of people could chime in. I always think about the audience I'm serving of course and and also you know you have to balance that of course against the the value that you can you can provide and that's why i say let's like 
always hit at the, at the top end of the value chain because you want to make sure that you're giving great value so that people invest. And um, it's just, is it more or less uh, than, than on ground? Oh, yeah. So to me, it, it kind of, <laughs> it's hard to answer that question because sometimes we do a per person charge and, you know, sometimes we do a, we just are doing a class fee. Right now, when I'm doing virtual instructor led, I'm charging the same as I would have for my on ground training. So that's, uh, that's part of it. Anybody else want to check? I've got another question here from, from David and some other, oh, Bruce Scott has a, he says, um, we're doing the full days course for trainers in the next three weeks, how to move your training online rapidly and painlessly. And David says, where do you host on demand training? And um, David, I, I host mine on Kajabi. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty user-friendly platform. There's a lot of them though. There can be like, gosh, there's, you can even go for things like Udemy and stuff, but there's Kajabi, there's Coursera, there's Thinkific. There's, uh, there's a lot of different places you can go. I love Kajabi. I've tried a lot of them <laughs> and I like Kajabi the best personally. Anybody else want to talk to that? Annie says, we charge $55 per person. We save the recordings to go to webinar and Zoom. And then that's the on-demand library. Another thought is uh, the support of the trainer with the admin as a proctor or producer. Okay, great. Beth says, we plan to roll out some new online, not for credit classes. Great. Oh, Annie, how do you spell that? K-A-J-A-B-I, Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Charlie is incredibly inspired and has a whole bunch of notes. Yay, Charlie, let us know how we can help. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Bruce says, pricing exactly the same as face-to-face. -face. That's great. Yes, Annie, could you uh, That's right. Justin, just a quick uh, comment. Yeah. One, one additional way to think about this is not to just focus on what's the pain point for that organization right in front of me, but what are the multiple pain points I see around me and how do I create solutions that address more than one pain point at the same time? Yeah. And you can create whole new kind of lines of business out of that, um, that just weren't possible before. And so as you identify pain points, take a little extra step to just say, who else is having pain points that may relate to this and how might I, which is a good, kind of self-coaching question, address several of these pain points through, um, through a service that I could provide or a product. That's great. And Jonathan, maybe I could just give a quick example of that. Um, and it's, it's something that I like to encourage people to do. I went, I, I've, got a, I've got a client, they have 10,000 employees. And they wanted to really work on their culture um, of building and sustaining trust. And so they hired me to build, to design a course for them specifically. And we rolled it out live uh, to hundreds of employees. But they knew from the start that there was going to be too many to do this two full days of trust training live. So part of the contract was for me to put that on video and what we did is we lowered the price for them a little bit and I created the video so that I could sell it to anyone. So it's not specific just for them, but 
that was all part of the contract detail, you know, that they paid for the development, the design of the video course. And, um, and they also, by the way, paid for a year of my hosting fees um, on Kajabi, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> so, um, and then in addition to that, we negotiated a really low price for their per person for the online. So now I have this product that's great for them, but it's also great for other clients. So that's just, again, a way like Jonathan, like you're saying, think about the shared needs and how you can develop these products in ways that aren't necessarily completely specific for just one um, client. Okay. And I'm going to jump in with one more quick example of that. Some of us have government agencies that really try to keep your price very low. They want the lowest price. And what I've done with some of these clients is after a live session or now after a video session, provide them with the PowerPoints, either with the voiceover, but with the leader's guide and activities so that someone in their organization can deliver the training. They don't have to pay me for it, but they do pay a premium price and to use it for so many sessions. Uh, and the content is still my intellectual property. So I think all of these things have to be taken into consideration when you're developing contracts, because as much as we are educators and we love to give, we don't want to give away our work. And somebody talked about dollars per hour. Sometimes I think it's cents per hours for me, you know, for the amount of time that we spend developing these programs. And we really need to, as Claire said, know our value, what we're giving them and charge accordingly, because People will shop for the lowest price, but if they don't get value, they'll come back to you for the for the quality. Um, on that note, too, I, I want to just kind of put out a, a, a comment or a thought with my fellow directors. Um, you've probably already been thinking along these lines, but really rethinking your relationship and the rates that you pay the trainers and thinking of it more as a partnership, I think in a virtual environment, um, opportunities are um, everywhere. And the, the trust and the collaboration in that relationship is really critical. And if you try to hold on too tightly to how you structured things before, you may find yourself with a kind of diminished capacity. So just to be thinking about how do I think more collaboratively, whether it's revenue share or different rates with the trainers? And that's a conversation for each of us to have with the professionals that we work with, but just want to put that out there as a, a thought. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Any other questions or comments? want to remind you that um, there is a survey. Faith has sent it out in the chat bar. It's a survey monkey survey. It would be so great to, if you would go ahead and complete that. And, um, and I think there might be more than one. So please take a look for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think unless there's any other questions, by all means, you can put them in the chat bar. I'm going to hand it back over to Margaret. Well, thank you, Claire. Thank you, Rayanne. Thank you, Jonathan.